This is an audio presentation of God First Church, Cheltenham, England. A community of Jesus followers, worshipping God first, proclaiming God first, and together living God first lives. For more information, visit our website at godfirst.org.uk. Good morning. I think most of us would agree that Jesus was born and that he existed, right? I don't think there's anything particularly contentious about that. Yay, Christmas! Most of us might even agree that Jesus died and that he was then somehow resurrected from the dead. Now, that's certainly more out there, but it's historically accurate and documented, and still no major controversy there. The big question for us when it comes to considering Jesus is why does Jesus matter in today's world? When Mary, uh, the mother of Jesus, learned that she was to carry and give birth to the Messiah, the long-awaited Savior. She did what all of us surely would have done in her situation. She bursts into song. And in her song, she sings, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is His name. His mercy extends to those who fear Him from generation to generation. As we look around us, there are so many things to be excited about, so many things to be grateful for, things that amaze us. But if I'm honest, there are many things that make me feel desperately sad as well. Things that I'm doubly saddened by is how these sad things seem to be in a downward spiral from generation to generation. And as sung by Mary in her song, I'd like to add my supporting backup vocals that one of the most important characteristics that keep us going as a people, that keep our relationships intact, and indeed, indeed keeps our society at large working well, is mercy. It seems that there's an increasing lack of mercy in our world and in our lives. And, and I would put it to us that this is because there is an increasing lack of Jesus, who's the ultimate bringer of mercy in our world and in our lives. I notice little signs of this lack of mercy everywhere. We turn on the TV, we see it. We turn to our local news or our media, and we see it. International 
media, we see the growing viciousness between nations, between politicians and political parties and ideologies and celebrities going at each other's throats, even within our royal family. What about on the roads? <laughs> because of my lack of local accent, my sense of cueing isn't as well developed as some of my uh, English friends that I share the roads with. And I occasionally experience the road rage of my fellow road users when, in my humble opinion, I very legitimately use the second lane of a converging road all the way to the end instead of filing in and queuing. No, I do. I do. I'm sorry. I am sorry. It's because of my accent, I told you. So maybe road rage isn't your thing. Maybe you just are way too lovely, or you drive really well, or maybe you don't really drive. So, but most of us use the internet, right? How about social media? And mm, does it get vicious down there? Perhaps you can recall the last time you read something, an article or a post that you vehemently disagreed with, something that really got your blood up, and you let them have it, piece of your mind. What's missing? It's mercy. Because let's face it, there are some bad drivers out there. And there are some politicians who do deserve our wrath and our anger. And some bloggers and some vloggers and just some stupid people on social media that do deserve some trolling and some legitimate keyboard worrying to give it to them double barrels, right? Grace is giving someone kindness when they don't deserve it. Mercy is not giving someone your wrath when they do deserve it. And although grace and mercy are, are two sides of the same coin, I think before you can extend grace to, to one another, we need to extend mercy to one another. Mercy is one of the bedrocks of relationship. It seems to be a glue that holds us together. Because let's face it, we all do stupid things. And we say stupid things and act very poorly at times. Things that really deserve the mercy of others. But mercy is a funny thing. It's a bit like drinking water, I think. We all need water to survive, but you personally need to be full of it and functioning properly before you're able to share it with others. And this, dear friends, is one of the reasons why Jesus really matters. It really matters that Jesus was born, that Jesus really lived, that Jesus really died, 
and that Jesus really is the true Son of God. It really matters because as the song, our band just brilliantly performed for us, He is mercy in a manger. And as Mary's song said, His mercy extends to those who fear Him from generation to generation. Jesus really matters. And I say Jesus because although there are many religions who define their God as merciful, only Jesus, the eternal Son of God, didn't remain in heaven aloof and far away and say, hey, good luck, God bless, fix yourself, but came down from heaven and chose to lay down most of His divine powers and attributes to be born as a human, to relate to us and to live as we live. No other God but Jesus does that. Can we be nice to one another without knowing Jesus? Yeah, sure we can. Can we even be merciful to one another without knowing Jesus? Yes, I'm sure we can. But without the daily mercies that Jesus shows toward us, as we mess up, which we do, and as we miss the mark, as we sin, which we do, and say things and do things, we quickly end up running dry. And we know it, and we feel it. And that dryness means that we have nothing at the end of the day left but road rage for one another. Do we find it difficult to extend mercies to someone else? There's a good chance that you're finding it difficult to be merciful to yourself. In our weaker moments, are we beating ourselves up about our shortcomings and our weaknesses and feel like there's just nobody who understands us and who's able to extend mercy to us? When we need it, the phrase in Mary's song, to fear God, it means to recognize Him as God, to follow Him as God, to honor Him and to love Him as God, and ultimately to receive His gift of mercy in the person of Jesus. Receive Jesus the one who is who he says he is and who does what he says he does. He fills us with mercy. But filling us with a certainty of his mercy is one of the great gifts that Jesus specializes in. You see, he was born like us, a bit unlike the carol that says, Little Lord Jesus, no crying he made. That is scary. What is he like? Some scary baby Jesus, robot Jesus. No, he was like us. Of course he cried. He cried because we cry. He cried because life is hard. He relates to us. 
He faced and struggled every struggle that we face. He experienced every opportunity for road rage, every stupid blogger online that he could have given both barrels to, but instead he acted in mercy every step of the way. And he forgave them their stupidity, knowing that people like us at our very core are weak and fragile and desperately in need of mercy every day. But mercy isn't free, is it? Acting mercifully costs. Letting somebody off the hook costs the one who's letting them off the hook. We know that because we feel it whenever we don't raise the hand in anger in the car. You're like, whew, actually, that just cost me not to respond. We know the cost. We feel it, which is why our mercy tank so quickly gets empty for ourselves and for other people. And we're celebrating the birth and life of Jesus at Christmas. But it cost Jesus this life that we're celebrating this morning. He bore the cost of mercy and forgiveness and grace over our weaknesses, over our sins. And He took them upon Himself as He was crucified on the cross. And He received in His body our sin and shame. And the anger of God over these things. But the good news of Jesus is not only that He was born. Man, we love it. The lights, the gifts, the songs, the snow... But the good news of Jesus is also, and probably more specifically, that He lived with us, like us, and that He died in our place, and that He was resurrected and then ascended into heaven, where He now sits eternally alive. To do what? To extend mercy upon mercy upon mercy, upon mercy to those who follow Him and who receive it. Only Jesus demonstrates the living and the eternal mercy of God towards us who need it in the most important areas of our life. Dear friends, this Christmas, I so strongly urge you again to consider Jesus. Again, whether you've been following Him for a week, a decade, five decades, or whether you don't follow Jesus yet, consider Him. Receive the gift, the one you know you need. Mercy in a manger. And this Christmas, freshly reconsider Jesus as the one who offers mercy to us from Generation to generation. That's the upward spiral that we all long to see and to live in and be part of. Dear friends, Jesus matters. And this Christmas, receive again the mercy from Jesus that so fills not only your life and your heart 
with a confidence and a certainty of this mercy, but allow it to overflow, to spill out more often and more powerfully to those around you. Those like us who are starved for the mercies of God. My prayer this Christmas is that in celebrating the birth of Jesus, faith may grow in our hearts, that we experience from Jesus and then are able to more freely extend it, this boundless mercy, that we will continue to grow, as we say, from generation to generation, increasingly living peacefully, living joyfully, living in the love and the mercy and the grace of God. Why should Jesus matter to you? Well, because He is God and He is Lord and He has chosen that you matter to Him. That's why I urge you that He should matter to you. Dear friends, Merry Christmas. God bless you to overflowing abundance of His grace and His mercy towards you in Jesus Christ. For more information, visit our website at godfirst.org.uk.